2: With a green light from federal health officials, several states have resumed use of the one-shot Johnson & Johnson coronavirus vaccine they started yesterday. Here's correspondent Ken Lorman. Among the venues where it's being deployed is the Indianapolis Motor
0: Speedway, where free vaccinations are available to anyone 18 or older. Among the other states ordering or recommending a resumption, along with Indiana, were New York, Virginia, Missouri, Michigan, Arizona, and Tennessee.
2: Those moves came swiftly after health officials said that they were lifting an 11-day pause on the vaccinations because of a few cases of rare blood clots. Indonesia's military says all 53 men aboard a submarine that sank last week are now presumed to be dead. It's wreckage found at 3,000 feet. This is SRN News.
0: Dr. Sebastian Gorka sees another run from Trump. I I say this. I, I am looking at it very seriously beyond seriously
2: i'm looking at it beyond seriously my response come on guys it's a thousand percent seriously come on america
0: first with dr sebastian gorka afternoons at two on am 1280 the patriot intelligent radio
3: You're tuned in to AM 1280 The Patriot. Weather for today, we got mostly cloudy and rain likely throughout the day with a high of 47 and a low of 40 for tonight. Showers overnight continuing into tomorrow morning with a high of 69 and a low of 51. Our April book of the month is The Enemy Within, How a Totalitarian Movement is Destroying America by David Horowitz. A president twice impeached, mob violence, social media silencing options, Horowitz says America is on the brink of becoming a one-party dictatorship. You can win an autographed copy of the book by signing up now at the Freedom Fan Club page at am1280thepatriot.com.
5: You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And oh, by the way... I'm always remiss in uh, pointing out at the very beginning of the show that we are doing a live stream at our Facebook page. I I always forget to mention it until, like, mid-show. But, yeah, if you uh, are on Facebook, like many of us are, go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and uh, you will see the live stream up right now. I'm waving to the camera right now for those who may may be watching. Doesn't look like there's anybody on now, but... uh, Hey, it's another great way to interact with the listeners Uh, if you don't want to call in and if you're not using Twitter and more and more people are getting out of the garbage fire that is Twitter, let's be honest. But, uh, hey, we'd love to hear from you on Facebook. Again, I'm uh, doing a live stream at uh, the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Well, not surprisingly, most of, if not the entirety of the first hour— will be spent uh, talking about the verdict that came back in the trial of former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin. uh, Guilty on all three counts, uh, second-degree unintentional murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. And I've been talking about this case. uh, Try to make a point to bring it up every Sunday for the past several Sundays because, well, that's when the trial really got going when you had witness testimony. I mean, the trial technically lasted a couple of months. The initial weeks were all part of jury selection and and, and all the logistics that go with that, but the actual witness testimony has really been going on for what, may, went on for what, three, four weeks? And I had pretty much in, in what I've been following had felt that the Defense had presented enough to give reasonable doubt until one of their star witnesses uh, basically had uh, kind of had their testimony turned against him. It was a witness I forget the gentleman's name, but he was saying there is there are a couple of there are techniques that cops use force you know. Uh, an acceptable use of force, which is police department policy and is acceptable within the eyes of the law, and control. And the way that the prosecuting attorneys cross-examined this particular witness had him conceding, basically, that, okay, what Chauvin did probably went beyond the normal threshold of an acceptable use of force. And, of course, uh, many uh, sitting police officers, including Minneapolis Police Chief Madera Arredondo and Lieutenant Richard Zimmerman, all basically said, yeah, what Chauvin did goes beyond acceptable uses of force. And apparently that was enough for the jury to conclude, yeah, uh, he is guilty, Derek Chauvin is guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. I'll read from the uh, uh, Star Tribune story. Oh, before I read from the Star Tribune story, I I guess you should say let me back up a little bit. When I was talking on the show last Sunday, we knew at that point that there would be closing arguments on Monday for both the defense as well as the state. They both give their closing arguments, and I think those went until late afternoon early evening and i remember some people saying on uh, on twitter it's like you know a hungry jury is an inattentive jury because the defense did a very long rambling closing argument as they you know as they probably felt was necessary because they probably felt they were behind the eight ball and had to plant some sort of reasonable doubt so they really had to go out of their way in an attempt to do so so Right there, I got the inclination, you know, the jury may just finally get to the point, you know, can we get on with it and start our deliberation so we can move on with this and and go home? And I've also been saying that it's not impossible to suggest, or I shouldn't say it's not inappropriate to suggest, that the jury could have been unduly influenced by what would likely ensue if there was a not guilty verdict for second-degree Unintentional murder. The only reason they added on second-degree unintentional murder last year when the charges were filed is because they could get the other three officers, along with Derek Chauvin, as co-conspirators. But when the highest charge was third-degree murder, then you couldn't charge the other three officers. Well, this was this became very political, so uh, Attorney General Keith Ellison got involved and said, yeah, we're going to slap on a second-degree murder charge, and a lot of legal analysts at that point said, well... Ah, uh, that's kind of a stretch, um, and I don't know that you're gonna get that. We understand the uh thirst for blood here, and you know community police relations are already at a very tense level, and then to see what the entire world saw with Derek Chauvin and his knee and the back of George Floyd's neck for more than nine minutes, yeah, that was beyond the pale, but still second degree murder uh yeah, I don't know that's that seems to be a stretch well. Turns out they found him guilty of it. Now, I remember thinking, okay, if the jurors believe that the city is going to be burned to the ground again, like it was last year, late May slash early June, uh, during multiple days of rioting and looting, certainly they had that, that has to weigh heavily on their minds. And, of course, feeling their lives being in peril, because we're in a day and age where if you have wrong think and you— have an opinion that flies in the face of the proverbial mob that they're going to make your life miserable and they're going to leak your personal information online. And I have to, I I speculated, there's no way to know for sure, but I, I speculated, you know, that's probably could be going through their minds and you could get a situation where some of them are thinking, you know what, white cops, you know, whether it's true or not, White cops have been getting away with this kind of stuff for a long time and have barely getting any jail time. Uh, we're, we're just going to, you know, no one's going to shed a tear for this guy Chauvin, speci- especially when this was done uh, on video. So we're just going to go ahead and, uh, you know, find him guilty on all charges. I mean, again, no one's going to feel sorry for him, even if it, there may be a slight reasonable doubt that this is unintentional murder. Again, I'm not saying that's how they feel. Th- thought but could you blame them if that is how they what they were thinking so when closing arguments wrapped up early monday evening jury deliberated then i got a, a notification on my phone on tuesday tuesday afternoon about two o'clock said the chauvin verdict is in it will be announced between three thirty and 4 p.m and i said he's guilty on all three charges right then and there i knew if it comes back that fast Absolutely, he he's guilty in all three charges. It wasn't a doubt in my mind. And I, when I was at my day job, I, uh, I had the Fox Nine uh, Facebook uh, page up because they were doing a live feed of their newscast. You know, they broke in with a special report and doing some analysis of you know kind of recapping the case and what Chauvin could be facing if he's guilty in all three charges, and kind of laying out scenarios he could be found guilty of all three he could be found not guilty of all three or found guilty of one or two charges i mean it could go any it it wasn't an all or nothing type of situation is what they were trying to explain and nevertheless as i was waiting for the verdict you know do ladies and gentlemen of the jury have you reached a verdict we have your honor and then give the uh and then the jury statement was about to be read in the count of uh uh, second-degree mur- unintentional murder. We find the defendant, uh, Derek Chauvin, guilty. And, you know, your heart's just racing until they actually announce it. And then once you did, it's like, wow, um, there it is. There it is. And, of course, it was. then you knew he, it was just a fait accompli. He obviously, he was going to be guilty of third-degree murder, guilty of second-degree manslaughter. And Fox 9, they had the... One camera in the jury room, and then they had other shots. One from 38th in Chicago, where George Floyd died, and then another one outside of the Hennepin County uh, courthouse, and another one outside of the Government Center in downtown Minneapolis. And you could see people there waiting with bated breath. And when the when the guilty verdicts came down, there were people rejoicing and, and celebrating, and there were some who were just genuinely in tears. As if to say, we finally got justice after seeing so many white police officers basically get no jail time or get slaps on the wrist for killing black men, unarmed black men, we finally got justice. And I genuinely felt for some of those people who expressed that relief. I mean, yeah, there were some who were jumping around like— Like their sports team had just won a a major championship and and they were the types of fans who would kind of, you know, kind of flaunt their victory in the face of their opponents, i.e. those who didn't think Chauvin was guilty of second degree murder. I don't think anyone thought he should be acquitted of all charges. If there were, it was a very infinitesimal uh, number of people who even thought that he would be acquitted of or should be acquitted of all charges. And you know, I I, I don't take joy or, or pleasure in in Derek Chauvin going to jail. Should he be going to jail? Yeah, absolutely, he should. And I don't have a problem with this verdict at all. And I'll get into that as the hour goes on. Why I think that this was the the right call. And there will there will likely be an appeal. Uh, will it be overturned? I you know I the defense is going to argue a lot of what I just brought up that the jurors it was inevitable or. Certainly understandable that they were intimidated, and therefore there was no way Derek Chauvin could get a fair trial in light of the $27 million payout from the city of Minneapolis to George Floyd's family, just as jury selection was beginning. And then you had uh, Congresswoman Maxine Waters coming here last weekend saying, if we get anything less than guilty, 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 we need to take to the streets and demand justice— and he had uh, uh, President Biden saying, "I'm praying for the right verdict. to me, the evidence is overwhelming the way this should go, yada, yada yada. And you know they're going to have an they're going to have a fair case in this appeal. Ultimately, I don't think it'll be overturned because I thought the the state, the prosecutors, did a solid job of proving that Chauvin was guilty of second degree unintentional murder and used testimony of police officers against him, you know, uh, as prosecution witnesses, the police officers. And then there was a use-of-force expert who was a star witness for the defense that unwittingly helped out the prosecution. So ultimately, yeah, I I think this was the the correct verdict. Um, But there are some people who, in the aftermath of this, had some rather— Peculiar reactions. So when we come back, we'll definitely play some of those. We got some sound clips to play for you. And we're here to take your phone calls as well. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N-A-R-N show. And we are doing a live stream at the Northern Alliance radio Network Facebook page. Feel free to stop by there, say hello, leave a comment or question in the comment thread, and uh, we'll go from there. Alright, folks, back in mere moments. Go nowhere.
0: Cool voiceover Zany Sound Effect. Uh, we were gonna write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple too. Listen to the Patriot on the free radio.com app.
6: My name is Singh Gujral. I am a filmmaker and an immigrant. My film, America's Forgotten uncovers the unintended consequences of a broken immigration system. The seven-year-old girl died in
0: the desert. This child came from the country of India.
6: I'm living in Tachau. I can go to the police. I never expected this journey would lead me to a truth that I never intended to find.
4: A great pillar of the community was killed by a man who had
3: been deported at least twice. The public would be outraged if they knew the truth.
6: I found how much Americans are being lied to regarding our immigration policies at the border. My friends, my industry, even my family, all rallied against the final message of this film. All credits had to be hidden for fear of retribution. If you care about the future of America, you should watch America's Forgotten. For additional savings, enter the promo code MINNEAPOLIS at checkout.
2: Here's Terry Bradshaw for Publishers House.
0: Hey, if you want to win
6: seven
2: grand a week, you better step on it. There are just two days left to enter to win $7,000 a week for life from Publishers Clearinghouse on April 30th.
4: Yep, you got to enter pch.com before it's too late. Real people really do win, just like you. You
0: don't want to miss out, do you? But you got to be in it to win it, Seven grand a week for life. Enter now at
2: pch.com. Entries due, 427. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. And now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there, approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only 19.95. to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384 relieffactor.com Hear the top
0: voices in conservative radio on your Amazon smart speaker.
7: Now streaming AM 1280 The Patriot, Intelligent Radio.
0: Just ask Alexa to Play The Patriot Minneapolis. That's Play The Patriot Minneapolis.
5: Hey, welcome back. AM of The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Here to take your phone calls. 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. For any comments or questions, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And, by the way, we are live streaming the broadcast waving to the camera right now, uh, at the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Feel free, feel free to go there as well to not only watch and listen to the broadcast, but uh, leave a comment or question there as well. We will get to all of your inquiries throughout the show. Uh, was that a complaint, by the way, uh, Jacob, on the phone? Was that a complaint? No? Okay. I just curious. It's a running bit I have. Whenever I see uh, one of the board ops take a phone call and then hang up without putting a name up there, I ask if it's a complaint. So... No, it didn't mean to to make you panic. I was just curious. (laughs) Uh, So anyways, we are moving on, uh, continuing to talk about the verdict handed down in the Derek Chauvin trial. The former Minneapolis police officer found guilty on all three counts in the death of George Floyd. Uh, The three counts included second-degree unintentional murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. Uh, Before I get to some of my sound clips, I did want to go back— to about a few days after George Floyd was killed. Uh, Addison Bevere, he's uh, uh, part of a ministry called Messenger International. His dad, you might know, John Bevere, uh, uh, a world-renowned evangelist. Uh, He had a reaction once Derek Chauvin was initially charged, and people—justice moves swiftly in this case, in in case you're forgetting, because within a day or two of this atrocity— The four officers were fired. Four police officers were fired, which doesn't normally happen. The union, police union usually at least sticks up for their guys, saying, look, they were doing what they were trained to do, and this was a horrible accident, what have you. No, they didn't do that. The four officers were fired. The union did not go to bat for them. Uh, And then Derek Chauvin was quickly charged with third-degree murder and manslaughter. Now, as we alluded to, the second-degree murder charge didn't come until later on. Uh, and and justice was moving s- swiftly. So I want to read what Addison Bevere said then, because it, I think it's still relevant to today, now that Chauvin is going to be going to jail, probably for the rest of his natural life. Maybe. We'll see. That's another issue we'll get to uh, entirely. Um, oh, uh, Jacob put up there what the caller was about. They were wondering why he got three charges, not just one. Uh, Well, I'll get into that, so I appreciate that question. Hopefully that listener is still tuning in because, yeah, I definitely want to get into that aspect of the case, so appreciate that. Uh, This is from Addison Bevere last uh, May 31st. When I heard that Derek Chauvin had been arrested and charged with third-degree murder and manslaughter, and again, about a week or so later, it was second-degree murder was added on, uh, I was excited that justice was making its way into Minneapolis. There was a smile on my face and a thank God on my breath. But after a few minutes, I couldn't tell the spirit, I could tell the spirit was grieved by my response. My satisfaction seemed misplaced. I didn't understand what was going on. This man, after all, was responsible for one of the most egregious abuses of power and disregard for human life that I've ever seen. I mean, it's bad enough to take an innocent life in secret, but Derek seemed to flaunt his cruelty in the middle of the day among cries from bystanders and pleas from George. I took my conflict to God and clarity finally showed up in the morning. I realized that while the punishment wasn't wrong, my heart towards Derek Chauvin was. God showed me that to regard Derek's punishment with joy, unless that joy is driven by a hope that the pain will bring Derek to his knees, reconciling him to God and his brother, is inhuman, unloving, and ungodly. God also showed me that love is the only pathway to his justice. That is why any attempt at justice that isn't energized by love for everyone involved will leave us unsatisfied and eventually prove to be unjust. Fellow saints, Jesus offered us a difficult and paradoxical approach to overcoming every form of evil, including racism and injustice. Love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, even when that enemy takes the unlovable form of a racist cop. We must mourn George Floyd's tragic death, take appropriate action, and pray that justice will prevail. And it has. And we must also pray that Derek Chauvin's punishment will deliver him from the sin of racism and into the arms of love. Uh, beautifully stated by, uh, again, that's from Addison Bevere uh, from the, uh, of the Ministry Messenger International. And, and that statement always stuck out to me because any human being with a heart and soul that saw the video footage of the cop with the knee in the back of George Floyd's neck and, you know, upper back, neck, whatever. It's semantics, all right? He was already handcuffed behind his back in a prone position, lying on his stomach. Whether it was the knee was in the back or the neck, doesn't matter. It He was already restrained, and that just seemed an extra form of, of punishment. But I couldn't help but think of the statement when, As I alluded to in the first segment, I saw people jumping up and down and rejoicing as if their sports team had won a championship and they're flaunting their victory in the face of the opposing team's fans. Or in this case, people who didn't think Chauvin should get charged with or found guilty of second-degree murder. And, you know, those people who were literally crying and some fell to their knees and and looked toward the sky— You could tell some of these people, you know, were were older people, you know, 50s and 60s, who, you know, remember when they were youngsters living in, you know, the era of segregation. And remember what it was like for black people to not get justice. Even if it was very clear that they were done, that they were done wrong. So. I, I definitely felt the sense of I don't know if joy is the right word, but maybe joy on behalf of those people that they no longer had to carry that pain and anguish of injustice for how many ever years they've been feeling it. So, it may sound strange to say that I'm happy for these people. I don't know if happy for those people are the right word, but perhaps a sense of relief. And Perhaps a sense of calm and in hopes that if something egregious like this were to take place again, they wouldn't have to sit and wonder whether or not they would get justice. Because there were some that were still waiting with uh, bated breath as to, you know, would they, would Derek Chauvin ultimately uh, be acquitted of this? I mean, there were some that were still on edge that were thinking that that could still happen. And, and to to have to feel that way I think is despicable in this day and age because what we saw was a very clear abuse of power. And that that also reminds me of another reaction to this. Uh, Eric Erickson, conservative radio host, uh, one of my favorite guys to listen to uh, on the radio. He, uh, uh, By the way, go to look up his Facebook page, Eric Erickson. He broadcasts his morning show from 8 to 11 a.m. Central Time on his Facebook page. Always some good stuff. Uh, he, he had this to say via Twitter. Uh, he says the deaths of Ahmad Arbery and George Floyd would have passed without much notice, but for cameras and video. How many have died unjustly, unseen? And you know that's an excellent point because what was this this particular atrocity sickened a nation because we saw the video in its entirety. Those who want, I've, I've watched the thing in its entirety once. That's all I could take. And a lot of other people probably felt that way too. I mean, and the way Derek Chauvin kind of had this look of uh, indifference or even indignance in his eye, as if you know, back off, people. I'm trying to do my job here. You just back off, okay? Back off. While George Floyd literally pleading for his life, and you could see the breath leave his body and go out of him, and uh, ultimately he he perished right there in that street. And had we not seen video of that. What, what is there a 100% chance Derek Chauvin gets convicted of, of all three charges? No, no shot. No shot there's a 100% chance. Is there a good, just solid chance? I don't know. But, but it's the same with Ahmaud Arbery, and I guess that's that that um, that case is still going on. We learned of that just before the George Floyd incident, and the George Floyd uh, situation has already been wrapped up. Now we're waiting on Ahmaud Arbery to get his justice, and that seems pretty cut and dried too, if you had ever seen the video of that. That was just a modern day lynching. I'm sorry. You you can't watch that and and try, and and convince me that that was in any way uh justifiable what happened to uh, Ahmad Arbery. So, uh hopefully he gets his justice in and his and, and soon because his family uh deserves nothing less. So, um we are you know, coming up against a break, but I do want to get to some sound clips. Um when we come back in the next segment. Uh House Speaker Nancy Pelosi um <laughs> you probably heard it. I had a rather interesting reaction uh, to this uh, particular incident in the aftermath. And uh, Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry, who's been a public relations disaster ever since uh, the riots and looting took place last summer, uh, he had an interesting uh, reaction as well. So when we come back next segment, we're going to go over those, some of the rather peculiar reactions from progressives and the like. And take your phone calls if you'd like to weigh in, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlos and The Closer coming back with another segment. Go nowhere.
4: Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway?
7: I got into an accident on my way home from work one day and my car was totaled. Hi, I'm Diana from Shoreview. So the rental that I was given was an Elantra, so I was like, I like this car. I want to go find an Elantra. I'm a first time car shopper and I had to do it all by myself because I don't have any family around. I was very scared walking into it because I always hear those cliches about car shopping. When I first walked through the doors at Invergrove Hyundai, they greeted me with a smile and they seemed like very genuinely kind people. I was surprised at how painless the process was. If you're looking for a great deal on a car and an excellent care team, I highly recommend Invergrove Hyundai.
0: Get up to $3,000 cash back or 0% financing for up to 60 months with 1,500 cash back on the 2021 Tucson or Kona. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. InvergroveHyundai.com Get that Shack Attack, Rack Lately it's hard to let you know that will never learn.
5: Welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. I am and Northern Alliance Radio Network. Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in.
1: It's time
5: to 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. The hashtag Narn that's the Show. Time. That's hashtag it's N-A-R-N the Show. Time. And still got the live stream up. Yeah, It's still running. At our Facebook page, go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and you can view the broadcast as well. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Continuing our discussion on the Derek Chauvin trial, the former Minneapolis police officer found guilty of second-degree unintentional murder as well as third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter. Now, to set the record straight, a lot of people say, well, those three charges, you know, combine maximum penalties— Uh, Could be 75 years. Throw the book at him. He should get 75 years. Well, no, that's not how it works. Uh, He only gets sentenced based on the highest, uh, the most severe charge, I should say, of which he was found guilty, which of course would be the second degree unintentional murder, which carries a maximum sentence of 40 years. So he's not getting 75 years. 40 years, again, that's the maximum. It'd be up to the judge's discretion. But Given that Chauvin does not have a, a criminal record and sentencing guidelines being what they are, the speculation is he'll get about 15 years, 12 to 15 years maybe. Again, it's the judge's discretion, but speculation is 12 to 15 years. And I think he's 45 years old, so I may have to adjust my earlier statement. when I said he'll probably be in jail for the rest of his natural life. If he only gets 15 years, then that's probably not going to happen. Um, however, there was a report saying he was on suicide watch, which if you're a cop convicted of second degree murder of a citizen, yeah, you're going to be a target in prison. I hate to say it. So, uh, I'm sure that Chauvin probably doesn't believe he could do that kind of time. We'll certainly see, but, uh, uh, do want to get to some sound clips. There were some odd reactions to the, uh, Chauvin verdict. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, along with some other members of the Democrat, the House uh, Democrat caucus, uh, had a press conference in the aftermath of the Chauvin trial, uh, Chauvin verdict being handed down. This is House Speaker Nancy Pelosi with, uh, I'll just let it speak for itself. Roll the tape.
6: Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice, for being there to call out to your mom how how heartbreaking was that call out for your mom i can't breathe but because of you and because of thousands millions of people around the world who came out for justice your name will always be synonymous with justice
5: thank you george floyd for sacrificing your life for justice um Hate to hate to break it to House Speaker Marie Antoinette I, I mean uh Nancy Pelosi. Sacrifice would basically be if George Floyd sacrificed his life, that's implication that he is giving of it voluntarily, surrendering his life. Uh that ain't what happened. Okay. What an awful, idiotic, moronic choice of words. Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice. Now, as a result of this case, a a police officer being found guilty of second-degree murder, yeah, we would hope that justice is meted out a lot more equally going forward particularly if if the black communities felt like they haven't got justice for unjust killings uh, at the hands of police officers. And by the way, when she was later going on and, uh, you know, and remember when uh, when he said, I can't breathe, called out to your mother. How heartbreaking was that? But because of you, George Floyd, I was like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. For sure. I thought she was going to say something like, you know, remember when he said I can't breathe. But because of you, George Floyd, we can all breathe. A sigh of relief, that is. No, she didn't say that, but I I so thought she was going to go there when she said that. When she says, and because of you, George Floyd, I'm like, oh, no, don't, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Thankfully, she didn't go there. Uh, unlike the Las Vegas Raiders, who put out a statement on Twitter after the verdict was announced, saying, I can breathe. It's like, for the love of God, no! Who's advising your social media person? But, to be fair, George Floyd's own brother actually commended the Raiders for that statement. So if the Floyd family is okay with it, hard for me to be overly critical, but I just, the initial reaction, I just cringed when I saw that, the I can breathe by the Raiders. So uh, as a friend of the broadcast, John Gabriel, who is the editor-in-chief at ricochet.com has said, uh, some people just can't seem to take yes for an answer. Uh, Cut number two, Jason Johnson, who is a uh, political pundit, political uh, science professor, and a commentator uh, on MSNBC. He made an appearance on MSNBC in the aftermath of the verdict. Uh, I guess he was joined by Brian Williams, and I believe uh, Hannah Jones was the other uh, individual. Don't remember her name. But anyways, they, they asked him, you know, Jason, does this, uh, does this make you feel good? You know, justice has finally been met in this case. Uh, are, are you feeling better about this sigh of relief? Uh, Jason Johnson, what's your reaction to this?
1: i'll I'll say this nicole like i said i i actually always thought that he would be found guilty because it's sort of a cultural makeup call but i'm not happy i'm not pleased i don't have any sense of satisfaction i don't think this is a system working i don't think this is a good thing what this says to me is that in order to get a nominal degree of justice in this country that a black man has to be murdered on air viewed by the entire world there have to be a year's worth of protests and a phalanx of other white police officers to tell one white officer that he was wrong in order to get one scintilla of justice. That doesn't make me feel happy. That doesn't make me feel satisfied. It makes me worry about what's going to happen when these other officers are held on trial. It makes me upset all the more that we didn't have this for Breonna Taylor. It makes me concerned about what's going to happen in a trial for Ahmaud Aubrey. So no i I mean this is not the system working this is a makeup call this is the justice system trying to say that hey this is one bad apple because that's how this is going to be interpreted it's going to be this one bad apple he got in trouble yay blah 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 and yet there's still going to be young black men and women across this country being shot today tomorrow and two weeks from now because unless we have some radical reform there's no lesson learned
5: okay uh jason johnson again uh i'll I'll agree with him in, in one stand, from one standpoint, and it's something that I, I brought up in the last segment reading Eric Erickson's tweet. Were it not for the video footage of, of George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery's deaths, w- would they have gotten their justice? And how many other deaths have gone unseen and have been just as unjust but didn't get the justice that uh, George Floyd has got? And that that, that is a good point, but— one thing I'll bring up is Jason Johnson's talk. You know, it's taking a year of protest, da 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 da. So he's basically that's almost a tacit admission that hey, we got we got what we wanted because the riotings and the in the lootings worked. That's that that's kind of what I heard when he made that statement. It was also a, almost a tacit admission that the, those kind of dangerous protests where businesses were were set ablaze and buildings were were looted and therefore causing further injustices because you had people who owned businesses and, you know, scrimped for their whole lives to put together a business and it was gone within a heartbeat. And then you had uh, people living in those areas that didn't have a vehicle and uh, their favorite shopping places that were within walking distance burned to the ground. And, you know, public transportation was shut down for a few days in the aftermath, so they didn't have a way to get anywhere else further beyond their neighborhood. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, that's how I took it. I could be wrong. I'm not clairvoyant. But when, when Jason Johnson said that, I, I couldn't help but think, boy, he's almost acquiescing to, yeah, you know, the mob rule, it worked in this situation. But in in his defense, he he wasn't happy about the prospects of mob rule working. But, again, I think a solid case was made, and that's why I don't think it's going to be overturned on appeal, and we'll we'll cover that in the last segment, but... The thing I've been talking about the past several weeks is I thought second-degree murder was a stretch because of what many legal analysts, the point they brought up is, look, for it to be second-degree unintentional murder, it means he has to die as a result of committing a felony. So what you're saying is Derek Chauvin implementing police use-of-force tactics— is suddenly a felony. And if that's the case, it's going to be awfully difficult for police officers to do their jobs if you're describing what they're doing as a felony. But what the prosecution wound up successfully arguing, and again, you had uh, Police Chief Arredondo, as well as, let me uh, get the uh, other gentleman's name for the record, uh, Lieutenant Richard Zimmerman, both saying what Chauvin did Exceeded the standard for use of force on the police uh, for police officers. It was a, and they deemed it excessive force, and so what they did is they used the videotape to show see that see where Chauvin has his uh, left knee on the back of George Floyd's neck, and then at one point he has his other knee in his lower back, and his feet are above the ground. That means he's applying. Excessive force because George Floyd is already in prone position on his stomach, handcuffed behind his back. There was no reason to implement any other kind of force beyond that. So what Derek Chauvin was doing was excessive. And so they say that was basically that assault was the felony, and that ultimately caused George Floyd's death. Now, the comeback was you had the medical examiner who conducted the initial autopsy saying— Well, George Floyd had 75% blockage of one of the main arteries of his heart, and plus he was on drugs, very shallow breathing. So as a result, that condition, after he was in a heightened delirious state because he was being taken under arrest, that's more of a factor of what caused his death. But then other medical experts turned it around and saying, okay, yeah, but had the officer not been on the back of his neck, you know, yeah, he still would have had the blockage on his heart, and yeah, his breathing would have been shallow, But would he have died then had the officer not taken him into custody? And again, that's not to say he shouldn't have been taken into custody, but that there's taking into custody and applying that excessive force. And that's what the prosecution successfully argued. And it also disproved one of the defense's star witnesses who came on to try to make a distinction between control and force and ended up unwittingly uh, testifying in favor of the prosecution. So all in all, I think it ended up being a fair verdict. So while Jason Johnson feels it was just a, a "quote unquote" makeup call, ultimately it was the right call, though. Don't you think? It, I I believe it was, and I don't know if Jason Johnson ultimately believes it was the the right call as much as it was a makeup call. But certainly entitled to his opinion. But I quibble with a few things that he had said. When we come back, uh, sounds like there is going to be an appeal in order. What chance? Does this have a being overturned on appeal? Well, we'll discuss that and take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM
0: 1280, The Patriot.
8: Look at all
3: these
0: options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com.
6: I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms can mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away, by phone, online, or in person.
2: Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer.
3: If you're a radio listener, one thing I'm certain of is that you're not tuning in to listen to me. So I'm sorry about the next 45 seconds. But we have specifically chose this station because we think we're similar and we'd love for you to see why our mortgage team might be a good fit for you or someone you care about. One, we've got a direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. There's no middleman, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. An advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Two, our faith is a big deal to us and we're open about that. If we seem like a fit for you, we'd love to talk. We are United Faith Mortgage. UnitedFaithMortgage.com.
2: Nice.
0: United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Meadow, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1330. Ryan Vrack, Animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender.
4: I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah.
3: With the extreme weather changes in Minnesota, it can be very unpleasant when the windows in your house begin to fail. But what's even more unpleasant is the three long-winded, high-pressure sales calls you need to sit through to get multiple bids. They tell you their window is the best and all the rest are no good. And hey, I'll throw in a free window if we can write this up tonight. I'm Ryan from My Three Quotes. What if I told you you could get competitive bids from three high-rated local contractors on any window brand after only one short meeting with me? The process is simple. I'll stop by to measure the windows and we'll talk options. Whether it's vinyl, wood, composite, or fiberglass, we'll come up with a job scope that fits your house and your style. And you'll receive the quotes within a week. If you've already had some window bids and were floored by the price, call me. As you'll see from my reviews, my quotes can come in thousands less than others for the exact same window. If you decide to move forward, I'll come back to write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, this service is free. So hop online and visit My 3 Quotes to set up an appointment. That's the number three, My 3 Quotes.
0: AM 1280, The Patriot and iHeartRadio. They go together like stars and stripes. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio Mobile app.
5: Welcome back, I'm 1280 the Patriots. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in to our broadcast. 651 289 4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. Hashtag NARN show for any comments or questions. And again, you could uh, check us out on Facebook. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And uh, we've got the live stream up and running right now. So feel free to leave a comment or a question is there as well. Or just stop by to say hello. We'd love to hear from you. I want to wrap up uh, this hour talking about how uh, could this case conceivably get tossed on appeal. Uh. The short answer is from, again, all the legal experts haggling over this, it's a small percent chance. I'm sure an appeal will be probably brought forth after sentencing is handed down. I think it's handed down in mid-June. But the uh, Chauvin's defense attorney, assuming he's going to keep the same defense attorney, they're going to argue that how the judge refused to delay the trial after Minneapolis, the city of Minneapolis, announced a $27 million settlement with Floyd's family. In addition, you're going to get uh, the fact that President Biden weighed in on this case before the verdict was handed down. And Maxine Waters, as we alluded to, last, uh, was here last weekend saying if there was anything less than guilty, 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 we should take to the streets until... Justice is forthcoming, which, gee, thanks a lot, Maxine. We got to live here, but you can spew that uh, garbage and then run back to your Southern California mansion while we have to endure the tense situation here. Uh, but the groundwork was laid, I think, for an appeal by uh, Judge Peter Cahill uh, himself. And if, Jacob, we've got that, uh, that's cut number three. Um, this was uh, Judge Cahill responding to the defense's. Uh, motion for a mistrial in light of all those facts i just named mistrial wasn't happening but an appeal certainly could and judge cahill uh, indicates that in his comments before he ultimately rules there will not be a mistrial so judge peter cahill uh, cut number
8: three i'm aware that congressman waters was talking specifically about this trial and about the unacceptability of uh anything less than a murder conviction and talk about being confrontational but you can submit the press articles about that. This goes back to what I've been saying from the beginning. I wish elected officials would stop talking about this case, especially in a manner that is disrespectful to the rule of law and to the judicial branch in our function. I think if they want to give their opinions, they should do so in a respectful and in a manner that is consistent with their oath to the Constitution to respect a co-equal branch of government. Their failure to do so, I think, is abhorrent, but I don't think it has prejudiced us with additional uh, material that would prejudice this jury. They have been told not to watch the news. I trust they are following those instructions and that there is not in any way uh, a prejudice to the defendant beyond the articles that we're talking specifically about the facts of this case. A congresswoman's opinion really doesn't matter a whole lot. Anyway, so motion for mistrial is denied.
5: Okay, there you have it. And kudos to... uh... Judge Cahill, which I don't know if you noticed it, but uh, he was definitely not happy. I'll just say that his voice kind of quivered a couple of times when he was making these statements because he's exactly right. I mean, these jurors are already under a tremendous amount of burden and pressure in and of itself. If if nothing was said, I'm sure they had weighing on their minds. You know, if we come back with anything less than guilty on all three charges, there is going to be the repercussions are going to be disastrous for the city, you know, and we're still trying to recover from the riots and lootings 10 plus months ago. So there was pressure enough on this jury and then to compound it by the sitting president of the United States and a congresswoman uh, with with their comments. It's, it is it is despicable. And, you know, kudos to to uh, Judge Cahill for pointing that out. And, and again, he laid the groundwork for an appeal. He says, you know what, you can bring forth all the press articles and press clippings you know at a later time, basically saying, yeah when you bring this up for appeal, which i'm I'm certainly will uh but uh what are the odds chauvin's chauvin wins his his appeal this is from an AP story uh the odds are heavily against chauvin uh Brandt uh oh, Mike Brandt he's a Minneapolis based criminal attorney uh Mike Brandt and other legal experts say. Even if appellate judges find Chauvin's judge made erroneous rulings, they still must answer a decisive question. If Cahill had ruled differently, such as by granting a change of venue motion, is it conceivable that the trial's outcome could have been different? Uh, if the answer is no, Brandt said they won't toss the verdicts. And I, I don't see how you can come up with a different conclusion. I thought, again, the state's case was pretty solid, pretty airtight, and again, they even used one of the defense's star witnesses against the defense. So I, I, don't, I don't believe it's, uh, it would have been different. Uh, an appeals court may also look favorably on Cahill's reasoning in denying a change of venue. Cahill had noted that media scrutiny of Floyd's death was nearly as intense across Minnesota, suggesting that any alternate city would have faced the same challenge of preventing news from tainting the jury. Also, higher courts have repeatedly ruled that jury selection is an effective way to counteract unflattering media accounts of a defendant and to ensure even-handed jurors are impaneled. And Brandt and Cahill gave Chauvin's lawyers more latitude than usual in questioning potential jurors about biases and in striking ones they thought couldn't be fair. Latitude, appellate courts will likely note. So... Ultimately, Derek Chauvin is going to, uh, you know, sentencing will be handed down in mid-June. They may appeal. Uh, you know, I doubt this is going to get overturned, but, you know, it makes for interesting theater nonetheless. But it doesn't change the fact how despicable demagogues like Maxine Waters are allowed to get away with that with that garbage, just coming to our city and, and spewing that rhetoric and and basically inciting a crowd if they don't get what they want. That's Bob Rule. That's mob rule, and this is a sitting congresswoman. So, uh, I I don't know. I it, it was it was infuriating, to say the least. Uh, I know the House Minority Leader, Kevin McCarthy, brought forth the censure motions. Probably not going to go anywhere since the Democrats control the House, but uh, it, that is the least that should happen, uh, in my opinion. Folks, hour number one in the books. Hour number two, coming back in mere moments, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network, talking to you
8: you out into the world Closing time. Turn
9: There are ideas and ideologies afoot in our culture today, lurking beneath the surface. Fault Lines is a book that will help you discern these worldviews and ideas, help you understand what they are and where they come from. Critical race theory, social justice intersectionality. We've all heard these terms, but most of us have no idea what they mean. Fault Lines will not only help you understand the meaning of these words, but it will also help you understand the ideologies behind them. Fault Lines is a book for our day, for our time, for this moment, because I'm not talking about something that's coming. I'm talking about something that's here, something that has to be confronted now. This is Vodi Bauckham. And I want to encourage you to buy my new book, Fault Lines, available everywhere books are sold, April 6th.
4: Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? Would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Then join Dale Tondrick for the Retirement and Income Radio Show, Sundays at 11 a.m. Call Dale Tondrick now to get your complimentary customized retirement and income kit plus the free retirement and income book at 844 320 7233. That's 844 320 safe.
0: The Retirement and Income Radio Show, Sundays at 11. No Market Risk Retirement Strategies.
6: My name is Namritha Singh Gujral. I am a filmmaker, and an immigrant. My film, America's Forgotten, uncovers the unintended consequences of a broken immigration system. The seven-year-old girl died in the desert. This child came
0: from the country of India.
6: I'm living in Tachara? I can go to the police. I never expected this journey would lead me to a truth that I never intended to find.
4: A great pillar of the community was killed by a man who had been deported at least
3: twice. Public would be outraged if they knew the truth.
6: I found how much Americans are being lied to regarding our immigration policies at the border. My friends, my industry, even my family, all rallied against the final message of this film. All credits had to be hidden for fear of retribution. If you care about the future of America, you should watch America's Forgotten. For additional savings, enter the promo code MINNEAPOLIS at checkout.
4: Has your water heater decided to create one of Minnesota's 10,000 lakes in your basement? Have a burst pipe, dripping faucet? Is your water not soft anymore? Champion Plumbing is a call away. Champion will be there fast in your time of need. They service the entire metro area, and they're taking all the necessary precautions to keep you and your household safe. A champion is someone who goes the extra mile to get the job done. And that's Champion Plumbing. Online at championplumbing.net. When you call, make sure you tell them the Patriots sent you.
0: AM 1280, the...